I have a testimony. I j it just came to me. I was driving once. Um, my old van, the fuel tank, the, the little gauge broke once, right? And it always shows full, even though the fuel tank, fuel tank could be empty, but you never know. So I always had to, like, follow along on the mile. So I set the thing to zero whenever I would fill up, and I know I have about 320 miles before the tank goes empty. So this one day, I was working, and I was, uh, it was a good day, a good day of work um, in the sense of listening to the Bible, just uh, worshiping God while, while in my mind, you know, and working. And so I'm driving home on Highway 16. I'm going like about 65, 70, I don't remember. And it just ooh, stalls on me, you know. I'm like, oh. I'm so far. It's like seven o'clock. That means I I don't have any gas with me. I have to uh, call my wife for her to bring gas all the way out to me. So I'm just quickly put it into neutral, and I'm just like, God, this is like right here. This is the moment, you know. And I'm rolling. So I get off the freeway, kind of rolling on the on the the side, and I'm rolling, and I'm seeing. Like, there's an exit coming up, you know, and I'm still rolling. I'm just rolling slowly, slowly. I kid you not, I rolled for like three miles. It was all, it, it got to a point where I opened the door. I was rolling so slow, I was ready to like jump out. Cause, but it was kind of downhill, and I could see, uh, I could see the gas station. It's it's down there somewhere. So I'm, and there's a red light. There's a light coming up. I'm still rolling. The light turns green, and I roll into the gas station, and I fill up. I was like, "Thank you, God. That was so awesome." And and uh, um, every time I drive by there, and I, I I look at this road, I'm like, "This is unbelievable. You know, this is this is truly God. God works." In, in those little things, you know, you, you learn to appreciate him. And today, I want to um, preach about uh, Jesus walking on water. Uh, we see this account in the Bible uh, several times. And this account, is this, this passage is very near and dear to me. I remember anybody fishes? Uh, you know, the salmon is going to come in this year. The pinks are going to come in. And when I was younger, we lived in northeast Tacoma. We would always go to Browns Point uh, before work for a couple of hours and do some fishing, catch a couple of fish and uh, take them home and go to work. Well, this one time I went fishing. This is kind of also a testimony, but it'll lead up to this. It's a pretty interesting story. I was fishing and, you know, you get all excited because there's a bunch of fishermen and it's mostly like Ukrainians and Russians, you know, and you get like somebody's catching a fish and you're not, you know. So the one moment that you do catch a fish, it's very important to try to get it onto shore. So I, I get a fish on and there's logs. So I'm standing on these logs. I'm pulling this fish in and I'm trying to, I already see it and I'm trying to like get it. I, I slip and fall on one of these logs and I twist my shoulder so bad that I hear something pop and it was like ah and I and I I let the fish go I was like you know this this pain is, is not worth it you know because I was ready to like jump after it anyways the shoulder I kind of I did something and it 
it seemed like it went back into place. But every time that I would lift my arm, it would lock up and, and it would just the sharp pain. Back in those days, I didn't have a whole lot of money. Therefore, I thought, you know, like, I'm gonna, if I go to a chiropractor, you know, I'm not going to be able to afford it. You know, I just, I just decided not to lift my shoulder very high, you know. And the pain was always there for about two to three years. Until um, back in the, uh, maybe 10, 12 years ago, in our church, we would have uh, the brothers, they would have these uh, prayer and fast uh, weekends. We would go Friday, Saturday, and then come back home on Sunday. And on one of these prayer and fast uh, weekends, uh, there was a brother that came to the prayer to, as a guest speaker and, and um, why, why Je- I just want to explain to you why, why this is, every time I read about this, this is, this is what sticks out. And I just wanted to share this with you today. It's, um, let me finish the story and we'll read the Bible. There was a brother that came and uh, he's a really good speaker and we were sitting in a circle and he said these words. He, he, he talked about uh, Peter walking on water towards Jesus. And till this day, I remember this moment. He said, majority of the people, like the rest of the disciples, they were in the boat. Where, and, and he kind of asked this question, where are you today? Are you in the boat or are you taking a step of faith, you know, walking towards Jesus? And that stuck with me in that moment. I've never heard that. I never heard that thought before. And I was like, man, that's so powerful. And as the evening went on, he says, I, I, I feel like there's somebody here with a left knee that is bad. And, and we want to pray for you. And there's like this moment of silence. Nobody's saying that their left knee hurts. Like, this is kind of weird, you know. And in my head, I'm thinking, my right shoulder has been killing me for like three years. You know, I'm going to be this Peter. I'm going to, back in the day, it was hard for me to like speak out. I'm, I get real nervous. And I kind of raise my left hand. I go, brothers, my left knee is all right, but my right shoulder, can you guys pray for me? So, and it was kind of, okay, we'll pray for you. So, as he, he wrapped up the sermon. We started, we started to pray, and I, I, I came out kind of into the middle. He came, and we were just praying, and I felt this heat. It started in my hand, and it, and it came up to my shoulder, and it stopped during prayer. And ever since, like, there's, it's, it's God healed me. And I was like, that is so awesome. Now, every time I hear uh, a sermon about this or every time I, I read through this uh, part of the Bible, I remember that moment when God spoke to my life. And he, he, he let me know that he is here and he is ready to, you know, give us whatever, you know, healing or whatever that we ask of him. So if we turn to Matthew Let's read, this, let's read this passage and kind of think about it, and we'll go into prayer. 
It's Matthew chapter 14. And you guys all know the story. I just wanted to kind of go over it one more time. And I've been thinking about this in the last couple of weeks. And I hope that God will speak to at least one of you tonight. Uh, maybe more, but uh, listen, listen to these words. Let's start in verse 22 in chapter 14. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was in the middle of the sea, tossed by waves from the wind, for the wind was contrary. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. They cried out of fear, and they cried out, out, of fear, out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And when I, read, when I read this passage a couple of days ago, my youngest, he's three years old, he goes, Dad, did you say ghost? He like, they listen. Like when they're little, they listen. I, I always think he's like playing around with his toys, you know. He goes, did you say ghost? I'm like, yeah, I said ghost, you know, Jesus. And he goes, oh, Jesus, yeah. Anyways, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and, begin, and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. And said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So, in thinking about this, um, Here's Peter walking on the water towards Jesus. And he starts to sink. And, and Jesus stretches out his arm and, and catches him. And he, he tells him, oh, you of little faith. And as I was thinking about this, I'm like, hold on, Jesus. Uh, let's look at this situation here. Here's Peter on the water. But what about the other guys? How much faith did they have? Seems like Peter was the one that had some faith, right? But he goes, oh, you of little faith. So, in speaking about this, my question to you is, and, and, and think, about, think about this situation. Here, here's Jesus walking on the water. You're in the boat with your friends. The wind is kind of crazy. It's getting, you know, a little, little sketchy. You know, and you're trying to control the boat, and Jesus is walking towards you. 
I'm just thinking about it. What got into Peter's mind to go out? Like, where, where did that come from? Do you guys ever think about that? Like, if you're in a boat and it's rocky, who has the thought of, like, let me try this, you know? Or, or it's like, what kind of a relationship did Peter have with Jesus? It reminds me of my, my children, you know? It's like when my, my little one, my three-year-old, he sees somebody doing something cool, and he goes, I want to try that, you know? Let me do it. Let me do it. I can do it, you know? It's, I just want to get into what Peter's, like, where, where, did, you, where did you get that from? Like, who in the world gave you that thought of like, hold on, let me try. Jesus, if it is you, let me come towards you. And my question to you is that same question. You see, all 12 of them didn't get out of the boat, but it was only Peter. Where, where are you today? Are you in the boat? In the boat, this man-made vessel that you're holding on. When, I, when I'm thinking about the boat, I'm thinking about this man-made thing. And you're holding on to it for life, right? You're, you're holding on to it to try to uh, make sure that you don't go under. When we think about the boat, it's, it's almost as if we, similarly in our life, you know, we, we hold on to these things that are man-made. We hold on to these things that we try to hold on to the finances that we have. We try to hold on to the, maybe it's the, even the family or the houses or the material things that we have. And yeah, I got it good now. I'm going to hold on to this. It gets kind of rocky. You're just like, ah, oh, I'm going to hold on to this. But I tell you what, the boat is going to sink. Doesn't matter, you know, how much. It will sink. But Peter... Peter, he has this great idea. He wants to walk on the water towards Jesus. And he says, if it is you, Lord, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. I think this illustration is, is trying to tell us something. Who, who are you? Where are you today? Are you in the boat today? like majority of the Christians, majority of the uh, Christians per se, right? Are you in the boat just kind of trying to ride out the waves? Or are you taking that step, right? And even then, Jesus is telling Peter, oh, you of little faith. What did Peter do? He started looking to the sides. He started seeing the waves. They started pulling him down. So when we, look at, when we look at the water, the water is what happens when we try to walk out into the water. The water, you will drown. You will go down real quick. And when I see the water, I see this world. This world is what will pull you down and it and it wants to it's doing it it's, it's trying so fast just like water it wants to pull you in suck you under so you run out of breath you get this panic attack 
That's what the world wants to do. But, but Jesus is giving us the ability or the strength to walk over that. But what does he want us to do? First of all, he wants us, if we look in this story, Peter was the one that took that initiative, right? Peter was the one that, in his mind, he knew that this, if this is Jesus, I could do it because he'll tell me that I can. So if you're going through a difficult time, you can walk over that situation in your life. You can be on top of that situation that wants to pull you down. That sin or that, that relationship or maybe some sort of anxiety or trouble going on in your life. Jesus is saying, come. Come to me. You could walk right over the water. You could walk right over that thing that wants to destroy you, that wants to suffocate you, that wants to kill you. Where are you today? Are you, are you in the boat holding on to the, to the sides and you can hear them cracking and it's about to break? And you're st you still have this fear in you? Or are you like Peter? You know what? If Jesus is here, I'm going to take that leap of faith, right? I'm going to take that step and walk out towards him. But, but you are the one that's supposed to take that initiative. Your relationship with Jesus has to be in that like it is of Peter. Peter was the only one that came up with that idea. Why? Because he loved God so much. He knew that if he could do it, I could do it. He knew that if he is here, he will give me the strength and the ability to walk over this thing that is impossible to do. God gives us strength, brothers and sisters. He gives us strength to walk over this world, but our focus has to be on him. And I would say to you today, take that Walk on water today. Walk on water, but have your focus on Christ. Yes, there will be moments when, when you will start to drown, when you will start to look at these waves, and, and it's going to be scary, but cry out to Him, and He will give you, He will stretch out His hand and lift you up. And you, together with Christ, we're able to walk over all these things that are going on in the world every single day. Every single day from the moment you wake up till the moment you go to sleep at night, this world is trying to suck us in. This world is trying to pull us down, but we must keep our focus on Christ. Amen, brothers and sisters. Today, the question is, where are you today? Are you in the boat trying to ride out the wave in this man-made vessel hoping for the best? My word for you today is walk towards Jesus. He will give you the strength to overcome any and all difficulties in life. You know, I love prayer services. As, as a teenager, I love to pray.
These are, I love coming to prayer services. Uh, I remember I went to youth prayers all the time. And these are the moments that give me that strength. I build up my relationship with Jesus. These are the, these are the pra- in prayer in my life, looking back, in prayer is the times when I met Christ. It was only in prayer. Uh, more than any other time. It was during prayer that I would get strength from Jesus. And today we have prayer night. Today the question is, where are you? Are you in the boat? Or are you, are you even thinking about, you know, getting out and walking towards Jesus? Are you, what's your relationship like? What's your relationship with Christ? Are you just riding out the waves? Are you just coming to youth, you know, just to kind of uh, hang out? Or to do whatever it is is going on in your head? Or do you want to have this powerful moment of, of, of a meeting with Christ over your circumstances? And he, he is the one that gives us strength to walk over our circumstances, brothers and sisters. He is the one that fills us with the Spirit to almost like give us the power to walk over our circumstances. He takes away, he takes away this gravity of pulling us down underwater. He is the one that gives us the strength to, uh, to walk forward towards Him. But He is saying, oh, you of little faith, Stop looking to the sides. Have your focus on me. Have your focus on Jesus today. And in this prayer, as we're praying, ask yourself, where am I today? Am I in the boat? Or, have I, or am I just scared and, you know, I'm going to stay here. I'll let other people do the walking on water. But today... The Word of God is calling you too. Come. Jesus says, so He said, come. Come. He's saying, come. And you think, like on water, come? Yeah, yeah, come. That's impossible. But He's saying, come. Just have your eyes on me. Have your focus on me. Forget about all this stuff. When your focus is on Christ, everything falls away. Everything seems like nothing because He is near. He will, he, will, he will bless you in so many ways. Spiritual blessing I'm talking about. And you're not going to worry about what your friends are thinking. You're not going to worry about, you know, what are they going to say if I take that step. But Jesus is saying, come. And when you, when you meet him face to face, brothers and sisters, this moment, I don't know if you've had this. I've had this many times in my life. When, when you meet Jesus face to face and you do not worry about what's going on. You do not worry about what those guys in the boat are thinking about you. This guy is crazy. What is he doing? You know, I'm going to stay here. But when you, when you have that, that relationship with Christ, when you have that relationship with Christ and you see him and he tells you, come, come, don't, don't worry about it. Just, just look at me and come. 
And then when you start walking over in an old, this whole world, everything just kind of, it, it becomes hard underneath you. You're able to walk right over it. This is Christianity. This is following Christ. This is real Christianity. This world does not matter anymore because we belong to a different world. We belong to a different kingdom. We follow Jesus. If you have not had this moment with Christ, what He's telling you today, come. Amen? Have, in these moments, in, in prayer, have, have, a, have a prayer life. Brothers and sisters, this is what got me through my years. As I look back into my youth, I was thinking about this today. There was probably like 200, just about this much people. And I look now, where, where are they? Where are all these people? And I remember these people coming in and coming out. You'd have the, the, the guys that you've never seen that show up for a month or two and then they disappear. And then what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is, in your prayer life, you will be able to walk through this life. Amen? Have, have a prayer life. Don't have a prayer just stale life, you know, or, or like survival mode. You know, there's life and then there's death. And then there's just, so there's, I want you to have a prayer life, a secret prayer life. Prayer life in the church, prayer life in the family. These are the moments that will get you through. Prayer will get you through. I can, I'm speaking from experience. When I was 15, 16, 17, 18, I could not tell you what the Trinity meant. I could not explain to you the gospel. I didn't know, I couldn't explain to you how it all works, all the theology of it. But I knew that Jesus is talking to me and I am having a conversation with Him. It was in my prayer life. That's why I think I cherish it so much. Because it was in my prayer life that Christ set me free. It was in my prayer life that He baptized me in the Holy Spirit. It was in my prayer life that I had meetings with Him. I saw Him face to face. That's why I love prayer so much. Because it is in, these, it is in prayer that we are able to walk into the holies of holies. And be in His presence. So I invite you to prayer. And today Jesus is saying, come. Do not worry. Just, just come to me. And He will give you the strength to overcome this world. Let's pray. Amen.